What did we just watch, Amy? Oh, Skimble Shanks the Railway Cat. <laughs> saw cats. We cats, saw cats cats, cats. cats, cats. Cats, cats, cats. That one's easier to sing than Jellicoe Cats, which is just Jellicoe Cats are. cats are, Jellicoe Cats are. But you put the R at different yeah. points. Please stop saying Jellicle. <laughs> <laughs> All of the songs are very weird, are very confusing. Uh, yeah, Cats has, has earned a reputation as being a ridiculous film. Okay, well, there's a great meme going around on my social media, yeah. which is the, like, uh, Real Housewives mm-hmm. yelling with the cat. Yes. That one. And the Real Housewives is yelling, Cats is trash, it's a horrible movie. And the cat's yelling back, Theater kids have always known cats as trash. <laughs> I mean, I get that impression that that is true from the people I've been seeing talking about cats, that it has always been trash, um, but in a delightful sort of way. Some people, like, love the bad oh, yeah. about it. Yeah. They the, the stage musical, yeah. specifically. The Andrew Lloyd Webber, Once Upon a Time Longest Running Musical on Broadway, although has since been surpassed by uh, maybe Chorus Line and Les Mis, or maybe a couple others. Not important. Yeah. It's like 25 years. Yes. Um, so I didn't want to see Cats <laughs> until, well, the, all the social media on by the critics and everything was like horrible. This is bad. In a fun way, yeah. kind of. Uh, comparing it to, like, Lindsay Ellis did a lot of comparisons. This is going to become a Rocky Horror. Yes. Sort of midnight yeah, showing. Rocky Horror or Showgirls. Yeah, show up as your favorite cat. Yeah. You'll, we'll have rituals uh, to go with it. And that seemed interesting, but I don't think I really wanted to see it until you showed me a clip of the Rebel Wilson song <laughs> with the dancing human cockroaches. I was willing to wait. Until um, until you saw that. Until like it came out on video. Yeah, watch it in the back of an airplane or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need to go pay money to see it, but that clip that clip changed my mind <laughs> because it was so bizarre. <laughs> it looked like some an amateur on Adobe, like kind of like splicing two films together. And then doing the thing of putting someone's face on a, you know, like a animation. And I... I you asked I, me if that was real. <laughs> like, thought, was this like somebody making a meme? I thought someone was making it on Photoshop. <laughs> and I said, as far as I can tell, this is an actual scene in the movie. And that's when I knew I needed to see it. Yeah. What did you think of it? <laughs> oh. Um... Well, it wasn't as bad as I was, like, prepared for. Okay. I think that was the goofiest scene. The Rebel yes. Wilson Rebel with the Wilson dancing eating, cockroaches. Eating the dancing cockroaches. Yes. And then, surprise, mice, too, <laughs> had a little baby. Mice? Children? Children mice? Children <laughs> mice. Have a little band. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was, I think that was the most ridiculous mm-hmm. um, song. I was kind of hoping all of them would be that ridiculous. Um, no such luck. But no such luck. Some of them were trying a lot harder to be serious. Yeah, which I don't I don't think you can be serious when you're using digital fur technology. Oh, and I'm so happy we saw the hands version. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was unaware. 
there this movie was rushed through production it was incomplete when it was released to theaters uh so all of like the the digital fur technology had not been evenly applied some of the special effects look bad uh to the point that the studio released an updated version um, which because of the way movies are distributed the, the theater just has to go and download they can get it it's yeah. free it doesn't change the running time um but lots of theaters haven't and they always said like the clue if you're watching you want to know which one you're looking for look for judy dench's hands but it was really all of the name stars yes had human hands like but like some of the the background cats didn't some of the yeah. extra cat like the named cats but not like the famous named cats yeah. all had like cat hands Wait, and cat hands would be like the fur kind of extends down the hands to the yeah. fingertips but nothing. But no, we got real human hands. It just stopped <laughs> at the wrist. Yeah, it is. Uh, you could see. You could definitely see Judy Dench's wedding ring a couple times. Yeah, that's weird that she wouldn't take that off, even like so they wouldn't have to worry about it in post. But, but I, th- I think I think with the production of this film, they so brought in rushed. everybody and said, "Put on this bodysuit. Don't worry about it. We're going to CGI absolutely everything." And so. Dame Judy Dench was like, okay, I'll come be a sexy cat for a little while and keep on my wedding ring. <laughs> well, and Jennifer Hudson had on these, like, kind of, like, gray nails. So I, I wondered maybe if those were supposed to be, like, like claws. claws. But nobody else had nails on, so maybe that's just what her nails looked like. Looked while like. She I was mean, filming. Yeah. <laughs> but she had human hands. She had human hands. And um, it was so unsettling. It looked like. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what, how they actually did this, but it looks like they painted faces with some cat makeup that they kind of enhanced mm-hmm. in the post-production, but, um, but also it kind of just looked like a painted face. Yeah. Which the original Cats musical just did it with makeup. You know, that was... Yeah, I think you gotta go one way or the other. But it wasn't good. <laughs> like... I, I think that the makeup in the musical, the stage musical, is kind of cool. Yes, looking. I agree. This is like, like I like my skill level. It was so. I think that I, was, I was thinking about this in the car. I think this movie, in so many ways, tried to be as literal as possible with every decision, and that's what made it the horrible, amazing failure that it is. So, like, what? how do we make them look like real cats? Like, how do we make it as real as possible um, when they sing about their cat problems? <laughs> and at no point was that the correct decision in the production of this film. Yeah, I don't think they made any correct decisions. <laughs> um, Again, Ian McKellen begs to disagree. <laughs> Yeah. Well, where should we start in talking about this film? I don't even know. Um, There's so much. (laughs) Do you want to summarize the plot of Cats? (laughs) They gave it a plot. They did. They gave it a plot. Which I think was, again, the wrong choice. So the wrong choice. Um, So the, the traditional encapsulation of Cats, the stage musical, as I've always heard it, is Cats introduce themselves for two hours and then one of them gets to die. Uh, which is ridiculous, is trash, is Andrew Lloyd Webber's Andrew Lloyd Webberiest choice he's ever made. 
but there's a point where you can lean into that and you can just go yep this is exactly what this is this is a bunch of cats singing and dancing about being cats there is no deeper meaning here however they tried to and succeeded in making it a story a little bit they tried they made the very minimum like you thought cats the stage musical had the very bare minimum of plot Mm -hmm. but this is all (laughs) this is almost more skeletal like we were trying really hard yeah uh so the continuity is we're seeing it through victoria's eyes yeah who doesn't well this is true of every cat in the stage musical more or less shows up sings their song and then disappears that's how it works Jenny Annie Dots comes in, she sings about roaches, and then she's gone for the rest of the show. And she might be in the ensemble doing other things, but she has no purpose beyond singing her song. Same for, uh, I'm going to try to remember these names, Rumple Teaser and Mango Jerry? Mango Jerry. Jerry. I'm getting getting, uh, state directions from off screen. Thanks. Um, Like, they come in, they sing their song, and then they leave. And I've never seen Cats Musical. I've watched some of the YouTube videos, but that's about it. But, like, someone in the production, Tom Hooper perhaps, one of the writers, I don't know, said, well, we need to have a reason that all of these cats keep disappearing over the course of the musical, never to be seen again. And so they took one of the cats, the evilest one of the bunch, which was McCavity, played by Idris Elba, and made him into a specific, like, villain. Where he is now kidnapping the cats, and now we have a reason for all of the cats to be disappearing after their big songs. Through. I mean, I get magic. Like, um, they're singing and dancing cats, so I I guess the assumption (laughs) is if you have that, then... Magic's okay. Magic's okay, but, but, like, real magic, he poofs them into the air. Mr. Um... Mistopheles. Mr. Mistopheles is established in the original text as having magical powers as well. Okay. Um, I watched the, the YouTube version of the stage version of that. And he, like, does electric fingers and it mm-hmm. makes uh, a, it makes a poof pot on stage go poof. <laughs> so being very literal that to have singing and dancing cats, we have to have magic. Yeah. In, in both the stage In both and of the them. Um, although he's... Mr. Mistopheles actually has, like, they gave him an arc that I don't think exists in the original. Well, that's because they had the ingenue. Yes. Victoria. Victoria. Who's the connecting thread through all yeah, of it. Yeah, she's the audience Because surrogate. she's in every, oh, every number, yes. kind of, as a participant. Yeah. She, she is discovering the world of Jellicle Cats. And she and Mr. Mistopheles are, like, romantically Yeah, they, the they slowly fall in love. Awkwardly. Oh, incredibly. Oh, awkwardly. <laughs> well, I think awkwardly could be the caveat to this entire movie. <laughs> How do you... What are the different degrees of awkward here? <laughs> but yes, uh, Mr. Mistopheles and Victoria do fall in love. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so... McCavity is stealing all the cats so that he can be the cat... That Judy Dench picks to go to cat heaven. In a spaceship. In a spaceship. It's really just a hot air balloon. <laughs> Which doesn't make it make more sense. <laughs> no, it's somehow attached to the chandelier. <laughs> pulls. The Jellicle Moon did it. Um, oh my gosh. 
Oh, okay. I'm, Amy, I'm worried we're going to make this sound like it makes more sense than it does. <laughs> we're applying more sense than it does. Um, okay, now, so that's the plot. I had a realization, though, um, which is, this is, again, I think something that gets added in the film and is not in the original musical, which is that not all of the cats that we see in Cats are Jellicle cats. Okay. Because... I, I think originally all of these cats were Jellicle cats. If you saw them on stage and they were singing and or dancing, they were a Jellicle cat. Um, including Victoria, who learns about Jellicle cats and is explicitly not yet a Jellicle cat in the context of this film. Mm-hmm. She's like, what? I'm not a Jellicle cat. And Judy Dench is like, are you not yet? Judy Dench's character is, of course, Old Deuteronomy, which is a great name for a cat. Um... So I think only the cats who got major numbers were Jellicle cats. Which is why those were the only ones McCavity was kidnapping. Oh, I thought the whole chorus were Jellicle cats. They sang the song! I I agree with you. Yes, they should be. The whole chorus should be Jellicle cats. But McCavity didn't steal all of the Jellicle cats. Well, they weren't all going to go sing. Only some of them go <laughs> sing for the special... Privilege of dying. <laughs> this this <laughs> this bit of character is less important than some of the other disasters that were happening. What's a more important disaster, Amy? Um, I I don't know I don't know where to start. Um yeah, I was trying to think of going in order. Yeah, we could but go in order, I just top to bottom. I couldn't find the list of... We start them. out with uh, The Overture, which is um, not a terrible song. It's very synth-poppy, which is very 80s and like feels lifted directly out of a 1980s Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Yes. Um, and climaxes with a cat in a bag being thrown out of a car. <laughs> yeah. That That's was not weird. Traumatic. <laughs> but the whole musical is about a special cat who's chosen to die. So it just starts out dark. It starts out surprisingly <coughs> light for an incredibly dark film. Or incredibly dark for a light film? I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, so that happened. Um, and then some of the cats ask. Victoria what her name is and she says it's Victoria and they go no your secret name what's your secret name and they spoke that song didn't they the secret name there was one in the beginning that they spoke and I was the naming of the cats which is is, that one is spoken again I've watched the YouTube video of it is spoken (laughs) with the entire cat chorus speaking directly to the audience okay yeah in like this tableau so like that was consistent I will tell you, cats have three names. Yeah, so far it's not that weird. Well, you know, they ask her her name, and she's like, Victoria, and they're like, well, no, but you have more names, and she never answers that question. Um, you can tell from the very beginning, the scale is all over the oh, place. Oh, God, they, of, they've worked so hard to make the cats consistently scaled against the world, and what, they're like, I don't know why they just made a cat-sized world. I mean, the stage version is just abstract yeah it's junkyardy yeah it's it's whatever but this is a london back alley where 
so they're scaled against the human-sized things. Uh-huh. And... And there's no consistency whatsoever. No, it looks... They grow it looks and bizarre. Um, the props are not consistently sized. Well, I mean, they walk around, they walk on two legs, too. Yes. So it looks like very small humans <laughs> in cat suits. It does. It does but not are, work on but film. there are smaller humans that are roaches and mice. Uh-huh. They're not scaled well either. <laughs> no. <laughs> In no consistent way are they scaled. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're just like kind of going along. It's yeah. okay until we get to the the first like star number with Rebel Wilson. Well, so before that, we get the introduction to Jellicle Cats. Okay, yeah. We get the first. We don't get the full Jellicle Cat song, but we get naming of the cats and then Jellicle Cats are like, are you a Jellicle Cat? Do you do this? Do you do that? These are things Jellicle Cats do. Maybe you're a Jellicle Cat. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I couldn't f- understand the first few songs. Yeah. Um, it was not I, I was struggling with that as well. Well, until we got to uh, the solo numbers, it was hard to understand I couldn't chorus. understand Jason Derulo's um, words. I get about a third of them. Uh, yeah, well, yes, we got we get Rebel Wilson as the first Jellicle Cat. Is she the first, or is it Rum Tum Tugger? No, she, Rum Tum Tugger was the second one. Okay, all right, yeah, so we're ready Annie to Dots. talk about... Jenny Annie Dots. Okay. Who is a Grumpy Cat, which is also a subcategory of Jellicle Cat. What is a Grumpy Cat? Jenny Annie Dots. This is what I got. <laughs> that she was a lazy cat? Yes. Except for when she organized the cockroaches and the mice into singing and dancing numbers. Uh-huh. Yes, this is, this is what the song told us. Okay. She was a lazy cat, except for organizing the cockroaches and mice into. Musicians. I couldn't understand her. I think I don't think that Rebel Wilson is is a trained singer, even though she was in all the Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't come across. Yeah, no, her singing was not great. I I think the sound mix was bad. Yeah, that also. I don't like, know if they did it live or it sounded like most of it was in studio. Some of yeah. the parts I was like, this might be live. Yeah, it did not sound live. Um, but I think I think the very most disturbing thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be the roaches, but I think it's her taking her skin off, <laughs> which she does multiple times. Why does she have a bodysuit of cat hair, and underneath it is a costume on top with of her sparkly real fur? Is there anything underneath that? It's it's cat suits all the way down. I don't know. And why? Why? Why did taking that one off later in, when she was trapped on the boat <laughs> by taking off her real, her fake cat suit got her loosened from the chains and she escaped? I have an answer for that one. I have a dramaturgical answer, which is that it, by removing the outer layer of cat fur... She became smaller by a marginal amount because the outer layer was thick of with cat fur, her own fur. The world never knows. Um, so that <laughs> by removing it, she had more wiggle room. Why she didn't do that at any earlier point is unclear. <sighs> but that's that's my um, giving the movie a reason for her unzipping her cat suit again. 
That was disturbing. <laughs> she just peels her skin off. Well, to be fair, uh, the other cats peel her skin off. She just unzips it. Okay. Which also brings up <laughs> across the whole movie. <laughs> Some of the cats have costumes. Yes. That they wear over there. Uh-huh. Regular cat, but some of them are all naked. Uh-huh. And it's a little disturbing when they're naked. Yeah, well, it's it's mostly fine if they're always... Like, Victoria was always naked. Yeah. And I was mostly okay with that. Um, <laughs> when they went from wearing clothes to not wearing clothes. Yeah. Like, like, McCavity shows up, like, most of the movie in his trench coat and his hat with the ears poking out of it. And it works. You know, it, it conveys, it communicates to me, the audience, who this character is, which is what costumes are supposed to do. And then in his song, he shows up buck naked. And that's the only thing I could think about when he showed up, is like, I think this cat is naked now. And I don't know what that means. And granted, he took his clothes off, like humans take off their clothes. He didn't have he to didn't peel. He didn't have to unzip himself. Peel off any skin layers. He was just not wearing clothing anymore. Okay. Who's making this cat clothing? <laughs> it's just... Um, Why do only some cats get clothes? The clothing made it less to me in Uncanny Valley. I think that that's what the like full cat bodysuit was doing for me. It was just... It's just... like, this is digital, but it's kind mm-hmm. of real. Yeah, it, it was never believable. And it kind of just looks like um, they digitally imposed faces onto a computer-generated body. I'm not sure that's not what they did. And it just made all the movements, because there's a lot of dancing, and a lot mm-hmm. of the movements just were like in Uncanny Valley. It looked unhuman. Yes. But it didn't look like a cat either. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I wanted to go back. I was looking at my notes as we're going chronologically. Um, I started laughing before the first cat even appeared on screen. And you're like, what are you laughing at? Nothing happened yet. Oh, yeah. But that's because in the clouds, in the the, the movie starts oh, on it, there, like the, there, was, there was cat eyes. Oh, I, I missed glowing that. Glowing in the clouds. I missed that. <laughs> like a little Cheshire cat. Yeah. And I think it was like supposed to be reminiscent of like the famous cat's poster, which is just the two cat's eyes with like the dancer and the pupil, which is uh-huh. a great poster. Nothing else Andrew Lloyd Webber makes great posters. Um, and I think it was referencing that, but it flew by so fast that I was just like, I, I can't even believe we're starting on that. Uh, well, and that brings up the setting. I, I did appreciate that they were like, I don't know when, I don't know London. I don't know what part of London they were in. But yeah. They had a lot of plays and musicals up that were cat themed. Yes. So I appreciated that. That was a good joke. Um, but that does bring us into Rum Tum Tugger, which is another element of the setting. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so the first time I saw the milk bar in the background, I was like, oh, that's a cute little, like, I thought it was going to be thing. like the play. It's like Mousetrap is a play by Agatha Christie. Mousetrap is a play by Agatha Christie. Um, so maybe, like, the West End was just having mouse cat themed plays. But then... The bars are cat-themed. Yes, the milk bar is a bar with milk on tap. But it's human size. <laughs> <laughs> For all the cats to come in and drink their milk. 
And Jason Derulo screaming milk is another perfect moment. I don't know. I have no idea what that song is about. I couldn't understand anything he was saying. It was mixed real bad. It was singing real bad. Get to the milk bar. That doesn't exist in the human world. Yeah. I mean, there's milk bar like the bakery, like Christina (laughs) Tosi. But that's is baked that, goods. Is that not a bar where you can go get milk no. on tap and pour it into your human cat mouth? And that's when the scaling just... <laughs> you can't stop looking at it. Uh, for what it's worth, I think I did figure out what Rum Tum Tugger's song was about, having not heard it before this. That was not what I was encountering in my previous research. Rum Tum Tugger is a um, finicky cat. So when he's inside, he wants to go out, and when he's outside, he wants to go in. And when he wants, when you give him cream, all he wants is milk, and that's when he screamed milk in a way that has burned itself into my brain. <laughs> milk. I don't. I can't replicate it. But that was the premise of the song, oh. because each cat, and again, these are things I'm piecing together as I'm watching it. Like each one of these cats is is based on a poem by T.S. Eliot from his book of cat poems. Right, which is something that should have never been adapted (laughs) in the first place. Strong disagree, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So each one of the cats typifies some sort of truth about cats in general. Mm -hmm. So Jenny Annie Dots is the lazy cat who gets the zoomies at night. Um, Rum Tum Tugger is the cat who never wants what you give him. He's very finicky and and, and unhappy. Yeah, this is not coming across at all. In the, no, no, this is all my brain. Yeah. This is my brain putting these things yeah. into some sort of structure and purpose. Uh, Mr. Mistopheles, like talking about being a magic cat. He's never quite where you expect him to be. Like, he can throw his voice. Like, you hear him in one place, but he's actually over here. He's doing magic. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a thing goes missing. And it's because Mango Jerry and Teaser stole it. Yeah. Like, these are all the sorts of, like, the... Like, that's what I think... I think what T.S. Eliot was writing yes. about in his book about cats. Yes. It's been translated so many times. I don't know how well that comes across in anything else, but... I hate to see it. You're gonna have to see Cats, the musical oh, yeah. stage version. Yeah. Well, they luckily in like '98 they filmed like not a live. It was not a live production. They yeah. they took the stage show, put it in the studio, and filmed yeah. it, which is something that we should be doing with way more Broadway shows. Yeah. Well, the National Theater does a really good job of they that. They do. Of, 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 but that's um, that's off topic. That's, <laughs> were um, we on topic? <laughs> um, yeah. This is not. Yeah, Rum Tum Tugger, any other thoughts? This is spectacle at the expense <laughs> of any story. It wasn't even, like, the movie, though, wasn't even that spectacular. No, but it thought it was. Yes. It was going for that. Yeah. The digital fur technology. Yeah. That was. But, like, Tom Hooper's only way to shoot someone singing is, like, an extreme close up, which is not interesting. And it was awkward. Yeah. They're staring at the audience. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson always had the two little lines of snot on her upper yeah. lip. Yeah. Um, which is just weird. Uh-huh. I liked, I don't know who said it, but they um, they were talking about 
he must have just directed her as a no. I need it more intense. Yeah, I need it more intense. More. Jennifer, dial it up. more, dial more, it up. more, more. <laughs> and that's what she gave was more. Yeah. Like it was not an emotion. It was just a volume. Um. Yeah, but that's later. That's well, later. no, she shows up early. Yeah, like, but she does, and so that, that was also. She yeah. shows up at the end of Rum Tum Tugger. That's the the Grizabella is the closest thing the original has to a through line. Is she gets to sing a song at one part of the play and then another song at the end of the play. <laughs> um, she's the old sad cat. Yeah, well, good job, Jennifer Hudson, for really bringing some emotion <laughs> to a role that doesn't have anything to draw from. She's She's a sad cat, Amy. What's not to draw from? That is She not... used to be beautiful and now she is sad. That is not how acting works. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but she was acting the hell out of that song. She did. She put a lot of work into both the, the first Grisabella song and then the memories. Yes. 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 That, that is a good example of acting through a song. Yeah. Um, but which I wish she's... anyone knew how to film her doing it. <laughs> Yeah, Grisabella. She came in. Okay. And, um, then do we get Rumple Teaser? Uh, so before that, I think we get we might have gotten Rumple Teaser. I I didn't make any notes about Rumple Teaser. Um, the first thing I have is the McCavity kidnaps Jenny Annie Dots, um, oh, which yeah. might have been before Rumple Teaser, might have been after. Yeah, yeah. I liked the shot where Rebel Wilson was talking to someone who we couldn't see. I think they might have been behind a telephone pole, but it just happened like. <laughs> Yeah, we couldn't get whoever that was for that shoot. Yeah, so yeah. We're just going to turn it off so, screen. Yeah. And then McCavity shows up and is like, I love your dancing roaches. And she's like, oh, thank you. I think they're great. And then she looks over and there's a wall of McCavity wanted posters. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no. And then he disappears her. Right. And does, uh, do the cats make the wanted posters or do the humans make the wanted posters? Great question. Because um, it wasn't like wanted, like lost cats. No. It was like criminal McCavity. Okay. But yeah, then we get either Rumble Teaser or James Corden. Oh, I think it was it was James Corden. Busterford Jones. Busterford Jones. Who His is, joke is fat. He's fat. He's fat. He's fat. Because he eats everything. He eats all the things and now he's fat. That was the joke. That's the joke. Which was kind of also a joke in for for Rebel Wilson's Jenny Jenny Dots. Yes. So we start out with two fat cats. Two fat cats. That, that's the joke. Cause they're lazy and they eat a lot. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Buster for Jones is an industrious fat cat. He goes through all of the different trash cans from the restaurants in the back alley and eats mm-hmm. everything out of them. He works hard at it. Yeah. I got that. That's when I started <laughs> to understand. That was the first song where I started to understand some words. Um yeah. Okay. So this is what was bothering me about that visually. James Corden had his human eyebrows, and then they had like cat eyebrows <laughs> above <laughs> the human eyebrows. Uh huh. Yes. So I didn't know which one I was supposed to be looking at. Which eyebrows do you look at? <laughs> which eyebrows do I look at? Yeah. I was bothered by how little James Corden was trying to be a cat throughout the entire song. Well, he did the he licked his paw and, and rubbed. Yes, his but ears. every time he did it, it was like an affectation. 
He yeah. wasn't bringing catness to the role. Well, no one was being directed consistently on how to cat. <laughs> no. Well, and they had such an amazing like choreographer behind this, whose mm-hmm. name escapes me at the moment, but and was behind... Andy Blankenhauer. Yes. Hauser. So. But behind, like, Hamilton and lots of other great works. And, like, a great choreographer can do amazing things with a show like Cats. Like, it is a dancer's showcase. Yeah. Because it is so physical. Which is, is one of the reasons I think it's so popular. Yeah. That's because it's a lot of trained dancers. Yeah. Doing... Um, and all of the famous people in here did zero, like, dance work. Which they could have. Some of them have some more mm-hmm. training than I mean, others. James Corden is a huge Broadway history, Broadway West yeah. End history. Yeah, he can move. He can, he can move. definitely move. Um, the freaking the, the I saw him doing a, a bit from uh, Servant of Two Masters, but it wasn't called Servant of Two Masters. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. One servant, two governors. Maybe <laughs> one man, two governors. Oh, uh, that was it. Was. Um, but he was moving like crazy. Remember when he hosted the Tonys last time? Yeah. Like, he's he, all he over the place. He can move and sing. Yeah. At the same time. They didn't let him do any of that. No. Or if they did, they, did, they shot in such a way that you couldn't tell he was doing any of that. Well, because his cat didn't move. He just moved from trash can to yeah. trash can. And then they added more fat jokes with the thing with the... the jumping. The jumping. Like, that's not in the original. I can promise you. Like, it just felt so out of place. It's like, I'm, I'm fat. I mean, it was it was, um, it was was an okay song. It was okay on the disturbing level. I was worried about his eyebrows. <laughs> um, the, the scale of the foods all over was the off place. all the time, and that was, like, bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Idris Elba captures him also. Yeah, he just disappears down a bottomless trash can. And then falls oh. onto a boat. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got magic. Yeah. Yeah. What was after? Uh, um, Rumpel Teaser. Yeah, Rumpel Teaser and Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry. I, I I don't know. I thought that was one of the better it was, ones to watch. So it was it was interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, I think it benefited from only having like the three of them on screen most of the time, so it wasn't distracting when you have twenty cats in the background dancing, but we're not allowed to look at them. Right. And I got what the cats were, and yeah. that, that was the first time I got like, oh, they're the ones that you know sneak in in the middle of the night or during the day, and they just make a mess of everything yeah. and leave. I was reminded of the the Twitter meme of I don't own a cat. Yes. <laughs> There's this cat under my bed. There's a cat in my sink. I don't own a cat. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that worked pretty well. Um, it did try and like play them up as evil, and we learned by the end of the movie that they are hench cats, cats. of. Um, McCavity. Yes. Um, and it's also the first time we get any sexual tension between uh, Mr. Mistopheles. Out of nowhere. Most <laughs> awkward. Probably a good clip to show in some consent training. Like, the body language was very clear. Um, yeah, but all of a sudden, um, Victoria and Mr. Mistopheles were like, oh. Let's let's have some sex. Oh no, a dog's coming. We can't have any sexy times right now. Also, say that Victoria, the way that she acts in a shot is like ingenue on steroids. Yeah, no, like I mean, wide-eyed, doe-eyed. The, the like, word I would use is kitten. Oh, <laughs> which is not That's good. On the nose, Tom Hopper, <laughs> Hooper. But like, that's what they were doing. <laughs> 
Because everything in this movie is literal. Yep. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. I liked the, the way they said Rumple Teaser. The little the, the staccato rhythm of it was yeah. fun. That too, yeah. Yes. A creepy three way. There's a lot yeah. of time on a bed there. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole movie was a cat orgy. As it turns out, yeah. Yeah. Um, that yeah. becomes clearer and clearer. <laughs> As the movie goes on, yeah. it's like, oh. Because there was not just sexual tension between um, Victoria and Mr. Mistopheles, there was sexual tension between a lot of the cats. Yeah. As the movie went on. Um, Does that it, take us to the theater? Are we at the theater now? Um. Maybe? I feel like I should pull up an actual synopsis instead of just my notes. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to do it on my computer here so I can look so. at both at the same time. I gotta see. I think that some of these cats were in different movies. Oh, these were um, all in different movies. They were all in different movies. Well, you have to keep in mind, Amy, they're all acting by themselves yeah. on a green screen. Yeah. No, I know, but... <laughs> Judy Dench, especially, I felt. Um, well, Ian McKellen and Judy Dench. Yeah. Well, my Judy Dench comment probably comes at the very last song that she <laughs> that she does. So I have I have the, from the Cats musical the list the musical numbers. So we get Overture, Naming of the Cats, Jenny Annie Dots, Rum Tum Tugger, Grizabella, Buster for Jones, Marjorie. Oh yeah, Old Deuteronomy. We're on Old Deuteronomy. The Judy introduction Dench. of Dame Judy Dench, which was sung. Not by Deuteronomy or Judy Dench herself, but by the Miss uh, Munka Strap, who doesn't really get his own song. I don't know who he is as a cat, and I am sad about it. I think he's just kind of the leader of. Well, Deuteronomy's the leader. Well, no, he's the leader of this little sub gang of cats. I I wanted a story about him. I wanted more about Munka Strap. Um. Because he was the closest thing we had to like a second lead, mm-hmm. in that he was in most of the songs, he was narrating a lot of them. Yeah, we have no idea what his relationship to any of these cats. Yeah, or but and he sang most of Old Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. um, which was the introduction for Judy Dench's character Deuteronomy. Uh, fun fact: Deuteronomy is typically played by a male. This mm-hmm. was this was an adjustment, um, not a bad one that hurt the thing at all. But I'm sure someone out there is mad about it. Um. But there was something about watching Judy Dench wearing a fur coat, a yep. digital fur technology coat. Coming that might have out. been a real coat. It might have been a real coat. I don't know. <laughs> she never Can't took it off. Can't tell because it was so badly animated. <laughs> but her coming out of the mists was just a moment of pure joy. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be uh, in the midnight showings. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of the moments you pick out, and you have some action that you oh, have yeah. to do. Everybody, when, everybody when comes out of the mists. Oh. You you wave your human hands. <laughs> yeah, they better keep the human hands and whatever they release for posterity. It's yeah. going to be like it's going to end up being a rare first edition if you can get your hands on that version on the of the film. With the human pets, hands, human hands. Yeah, because <laughs> they're going to try to act like. It never this happened. No, this, it never happened. Hands. He's always had cat hands. They always had cat hands. <laughs> um, Alright, now they're in the theater. Now they're in the theater, where they spend the rest of the movie, which yeah. I was surprised, considering how much we had switched locations and, and themes. 
um, to spend the rest of the movie in the theater was a new, different experience. And for, for one setting, they still couldn't get the scale right. No. <laughs> still all over the place. Um, we briefly got Growl Tiger's Last Stand. That was the angry cat on the boat. Oh, yeah. So I was reading about this. I'm like, that doesn't feel like a full song. Like, he sang, like, a verse. Um, what the original stage version does is they take Gus's song, when Gus is singing about being the theater cat, mm -hmm. he tells the story of playing Growl Tiger, a pirate cat, in a play. Oh, literal. They're making that <laughs> literal. But this time they took Growl Tiger and put him as an actual cat on a boat in the Thames. Who's working for McCavity. He's working for McCavity. Just general bad guy. Yeah, because he's a bad guy. He's, he's a pirate cat of the Thames. And then you had to have James Corden like commenting on how you can't rhyme Thames with Sames or whatever it was because it's Thames. It's Thames. Which felt like such a weird, unnecessary addition. All of James Corden's lines felt like weird, unnecessary additions. Equally true of um, Jenny Annie Dots. Yeah, I don't know. We have all these guest stars. They're all playing in different movies. None of their, bless you, lines are good. Like. Yeah. Like they, well, they so put you these almost things... have to work to make it that bad. <laughs> Bless you. Speaking of cats, gal sneezies. Yeah, I'm allergic to all the cats in this movie. Yes. yes. Um, so I'm gonna get the Jellicle Ball, which is the only dance number that worked for me. Yeah, and and that was filmed. That was actually showing kind of the whole ensemble. Uh -huh. um, so <coughs> that's when we got you. to see uh, Lay Twins, right? Very briefly, which again, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> Kevin's very allergic to cats. I'm very allergic to cats. It's getting doesn't so stop us from having ridiculous. one though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Lay Twins showed up and did a little. Yeah, little but it bit. looked because of the, the fur. <laughs> it looked. Fake. Not it looked fake. Yeah, because is, they can do that in real life, and it's amazing when you yes, see them dancing. Because it looks fake when they're doing but it. But when you put a fake body on top of them, <laughs> then it just looks fake. <laughs> and then it doesn't look so amazing because yeah. it looks like they just computer. It looks did like this. they just did some computer puppetry. <laughs> yeah, you lose the effect of Lay Twins um, doing their great dance. Very ballet heavy. I mean, Francesca Hayward is is a principal, I think, in the London Ballet, and yeah. she's going to be the, she's Victoria. She's the through line throughout all this. So this was kind of a showcase mm -hmm. for her. I don't know how much the original stage musical does ballet rather yeah, I don't, than I other don't know, styles. But there was of definitely dance. A, a heavy, particularly around yeah Victoria. There was a lot of ballet. Um, so that was. I mean. The dancing was fine. Yeah. It was fun to watch. It was. It was more than fine. It was fun yeah, to watch. it was fun to watch when you could see it. Because they still, Tom Hopper, Hooper cuts. Yeah. Like well, a and there was man. one shot where they go around in a circle. And you, your brain just could not process yeah, what was happening in that circle. So it was just a blur. So why even choreograph that? Yeah. Because it doesn't. Well, I, this is one of the notes I wrote down early on in, the, in watching the film. was like, oh, if you do close-ups and just have all the other cats fuzzy in the background and out of focus, you don't have to make their fur look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can spend less on your digital fur technology. Um, okay. 
I think we should skip through and just go to Ian McKellen. Well, I wanted, I wanted to talk about Beautiful Ghosts. Um, oh, okay. Because okay. Beautiful Ghosts is the original song that Taylor Swift's going to try and get an Oscar for and, and won't. And doesn't um, even sing it. That one is always up for grabs because you get some real clunker songs That's and true. then you get some really there's, good songs. There's no and telling what's going to happen. Who, it, yeah. yeah. It, yes, it's Taylor very could inconsistent walk away with an Oscar. who gets. She's going for that EGOT. You know she's going for an I EGOT. I know she's going for the EGOT. Um, but I know it's not the full version of Memory that we get, but we get Jennifer Hudson singing Memory. And then we get Victoria singing Beautiful Ghosts, which is a song that is new to this production. Mm-hmm. And it completely undercuts everything about memory in a way that really bothered me. Which is saying a lot for this musical about cats. Different scales of what can bother you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we hear Grisabella sing this song and nothing's left but my memory. I've lost everything. I've sort of hit rock bottom. And then Victoria comes in. Which is the showstopper of the musical. And she she sings it again at the end of the musical, which is what allows her to go to cat heaven. Yeah. But getting it this first time and then hearing Victoria come in with song number two, her only real song in the musical, but like, well, I don't even have memories yet, (laughs) really felt like it undercuts Just be happy. Just be hopeful. I don't even have memories to be sad yeah. about. Yeah. Because I'm too new. You're so lucky that you have something that you're sad about. Yeah. And You've I'm been like, through life. This song is ruining memory, the best song of the musical. Well, second best song for the, of the record, musical. I didn't know that that one was going to be the added one. It fit in for me. Well, it was such a wrote it. beautiful yeah. mess that <laughs> it just fit right in. Well, I know enough about like cats to know that like memory is the song it is the song like that's why they got jennifer hudson to come in and sing it because she's amazing um so to have like even a little bit of that and then having it undercut by this other song was just like what are you doing like that's a new choice you made for this musical and it was worse (laughs) okay now we can catch a gus the theater okay gus the theater cat (laughs) ian mckellen Ian, Ian McKellen, McKellen knew what he was signing up for. Ian McKellen is perfect. He was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he was getting into. Ian McKellen was the only one playing a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else played a cat in this musical. Nope, nope, but he committed. He but was Ian leaning into cats. He's an amazing cat. actor. Well, you have a lot. To be fair, you got a lot of amazing Oh, yeah, you. Well, yes. Not all of them were committed. <laughs> no, no. They were all in different movies. Some of them didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah. Ian McKellen heard, oh, I get to be a cat, and then was like, cool. And then he went inside himself, and he found the true cat mm-hmm. within. Mm-hmm. And then he brought it forth for all of us to experience. I don't know. I don't think to add to... Uh, he can't sing, and it's fine. It's, I don't care. Oh, it's fine. He just talked his way through the song. Yeah. He was like George Harrison in yeah. My Fair Lady, and like... The exact same thought. Yeah, it's just... just... Um, I mean, Judy Dench also talked her way through a song like this. Yeah, it's fine. You can it make was, it work. It was if fine. You can act your way through it <laughs> because he could act his way through it. I don't know what his song was about. I was just like watching him <laughs> well, just again, be yeah, a cat. He was, he was the old he was theater, the theater cat. cat. He yeah, be, he used to be in the theater, and now he's an old cat. This song made me think. This is what Andrew Lloyd Webber was flipping through T.S. Eliot's book of poems. And found this poem and was like, hmm. I can do something with this. Hmm. 
What if we put cats in a theater? Yes. That's that was the thought I had. Uh, I don't disagree. I, I think that's how this musical came to be. <laughs> so, who better than Ian McKellen? Who better than Ian McKellen he, to play. He is an old theater cat. He's like, absolutely he's an, an old, old theater, theater cat. cat, and he's perfect. Yeah, and I love him. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> For folks at home, we're both looking at the same list of things. I want to make sure I don't have any other notes about Ian McKellen as I was... Um, oh, sorry. Back to James Corden. Uh, some of the just strange moments. I, I couldn't like list everything. I was just listing strange moments. In the fat joke with James Corden, where he was uh, on the he can't be seesaw, on the seesaw. And he, just, he goes, you're going to need a lot more. And then he looks dead at the screen and says, cats. <laughs> and it's just such a like what are you what are you doing who thought this was a good idea like yes that's the name of the musical James Corden and now we've locked eyes as you've said it it's good it's for the midnight showing oh yeah that's so you can talk to the screen yes well it's like what are we gonna need cats <laughs> yeah um yeah, we talked about um, undercutting memory. Oh, another note, also from the James Corden bit. Uh, a lot more people getting hit in the crotch than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> For a musical about cats. <laughs> what? Why? Yeah, we got Why some... Why is that joke? <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah, now we got cat genitals. Yeah, um, when they lift him off the seesaw and he gets to the trash can and he lands on his crotch. Yeah. Which doesn't work as cat humor. Because <laughs> I don't a... believe these are cats. I don't. I never bought into the truth of their cattiness and neither did Tom Hooper. That is not an established cat joke. That is an no. esta- established human joke. Well, and then when the other Jellicle cats are escaping the boat, which we're jumping a little bit ahead because um, we're skipping over the best part of the musical for the moment. Um, Jenny Annie Dots gets the big chain and like swings it. Oh, that's when I was like, oh, they're in such different movies. Because she says something like very Rebel Wilson. Yeah, never mess with the crazy cat lady. (laughs) I think this is around the time when I just like was curling up into the like reclining chair in the fetal position what is going on my hands up on my face I was just crying trying not to bust out laughing and like ruin this somehow from the rest of the audience there were like nine people including the four of us (laughs) but I was trying not to just like guffaw as loudly as I wanted Um, so yeah lots of lots of hitting of crotches of cats um, which doesn't make any sense in any way. Uh, like cat boobs. Yeah, yeah, cat boobs. Yeah, um, yeah. There's no cat butt, as no someone was butt. Point, pointed out. No cat butt. That's a shame. You can't have a musical um, about cats without cat. I mean, I think I think Twinkle Tush should have gotten on this and yes. for a sponsorship, um, put some great. Twinkle Tushes on those cat butts. Honestly, I think I think. Um, <laughs> I think Jenny Annie Dots could have put off a twinkle cat, a twinkle tush. She had sparkle fur. She had all the sparkle fur. You know she's got some twinkle tushes lying around. Yeah. For formal events. 
Um, if you don't know what a twinkle tush is, probably you should Google that and, yeah. and make yourself laugh for It's fun. It's the a day. fun thing. The day. Uh, this movie's breaking us, Amy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how long have we been going. It's um, been a while. 52 minutes. Okay, cool. <laughs> You're almost there. Yeah, we're almost we're getting close. movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, for weeks now, uh, I have been taunting my dear... Beloved Amy. It didn't start that way. No, it didn't start that way. I was curious. it for yourself, and then you couldn't stop. I was curious about Cats, and I was reading some reviews, and someone made mention of the song Skimble Shanks, the Railway Cat, and how the chorus of the song is in 13-8 time, which is... Who does that? (laughs) I don't know anything about music. Like, I am ignorant... (laughs) But I know that 13-8 time is an abomination. No one does that. <laughs> like, that is the sort of thing that, like, Thomas Ligotti, the horror writer, would put into his books. Um, and so I listened to Skimbleshanks, the Railway Cat. Uh, just I pulled up the YouTube over video. and over. And then and it over. sunk its claws into my brain, and I couldn't stop singing it. About Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. Neither could the rest of us. Yes, because it got into everybody's brain. <laughs> we're home for the holidays, and that's and all that's going on. Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. Yeah. The cat of the railway train. I can't sing, but uh, yeah, it's 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 perfect. It's quite catchy. It's quite catchy. Of all the cat songs, that is the catchiest. Yeah. And... Um, Maybe my favorite moment in the Cats movie. Like, I, really, I think yeah. they pulled it off. I, I loved the tap dancing. Yeah. Um, played so Minus things. the like, green skiing when they're all on the railway because that was just... Bad. What was that? <laughs> you see them in, in backlit. So then you completely lose that they're cats because they're backlit. They just look like and people. They just look like humans. Tiny people on the railway. Dancing. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's still cats. Um, yeah, Skimble Shanks was played by a a like the lead of the like London Ballet or something. Yeah, yeah, they had a few of like actual ballet. dancers, like not actual dancers, like but like really good dancers. Yeah. Um, and his introduction of him coming out with his suspenders and his hat and his mustache. Well, I was worried when it started that the cat we were talking about. Uh, mouse teaser or uh, Monka Strap. Monka Strap was going to do the whole song. I was too. I, I was, was like, he was going to do the whole song because well, the song intro is like, where, where's Skimbleshanks? We need yeah. Skimbleshanks. The mail train's here. Um, and yeah, so Monka Strap was doing the introduction of that. And I, yes, it was, it was like, well, where's this is Skimbleshanks' okay, song? We're not going to do Skimbleshanks. We need a Skimbleshanks. Uh, I will say this is one of the songs, even watching it before the movie, that I understood what kind of cat this was. <laughs> He's the railway cat. He's a railway cat. He hangs around the railway. He helps the conductor. Like, I get, I get that type of cat. Yes. That was clear. Yeah. Um, but why? Why? Just the suspenders and pants. Like, where was his shirt? <laughs> was he wearing a bow tie, too? Like, I don't know if he was wearing a bow tie or not. Um, he, he felt like he was wearing a bow tie, whether or not he, he had, had a conductor's one. hat on. Conductor's like, why hat. not just go for the whole, like... Because well, then, then, the, then the he looks half show, naked. In the stage show, he's got, he's got a vest that he wears, um, so he doesn't look naked. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, the tap dancing was new to me. Like, I was not expecting that. I put in a train, making train sounds with tap shoes. I'm happy. It's great. It's great. I'm happy. It was perfect. Again, it was so computer, like, massacred that it's hard to tell, like, this, he probably can do that with yes. tap shoes. But it is a little... Yeah, it's not like, it doesn't oh. feel like he's doing it in the movie. Yeah. It feels like a special effect. Which is, again, bad because, yes, he probably can do that. Absolutely. He probably did do that. <laughs> but it's such a... It just... It looks bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then Skimbleshanks gets captured along with Gus the Railway Cat by McCavity. Gus the Theater Cat. Skimbleshanks the is the Railway Cat. Skimbleshanks the Railway Cat. The cat of the railway train. And they go inside a real car? They do. They go inside a real car and it's beautiful. And, and they, they make up the cabin... Um, they lay in the beds. My one complaint. One complaint? No, I have lots of complaints. That's not true. A complaint that I have about the song Skimbleshanks is they cut a verse. Because I've been listening to this song so much, I know the flow of it. And I'm my fear is I did this to other songs as well. Um, but one of my favorite moments in the song Skimbleshanks is when he's describing the amenities of the cabin and he's like, there's all sorts of buttons to turn on the lights and a thing that blows air. And he goes, and there's a lovely little basin you're supposed to wash your face in. And uh, crank to close the window should you sneeze. And that wasn't in there. And it mm. made me sad. I'm like, no, they cut it so James Corden could make some more fat jokes. <laughs> and that made me mad in the moment. But the, but the song itself was great. It was very cute. Um, it felt good. It felt right. Yeah. It was less weird. It felt like what the rest of the musical movie Cats should have felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, Where it was just, you're kind of enjoying, here, okay, here's some good dancing. Here's some good dancing. Here's a goofy cat. Yeah. Here's kind of a cool setting. Mm-hmm. And we don't, need a, we don't need a plot to connect all of these. Because I'm definitely in the cat doesn't need a, Cats doesn't need a plot camp now. I'm confident that it doesn't need one. Well, it didn't. And it went on to be yeah. <laughs> the previous longest running yeah, show on Broadway. All time. <clears throat> so then, yes, McCavity steals all the Jellicle cats, or at least the ones who are attempting to win the Jellicle choice from old Deuteronomy. And then Taylor Swift shows up. She doses them all. <laughs> Which I guess was supposed to be catnip? It was catnip. It said it on the side of the jar. Oh, yeah, it did. It, it said did. catnip. It just sparkled. It's sparkly catnip. That's how cats see catnip. Okay. Is it sparkles, and then if a sparkle touches their forehead, they go nuts! I will say, our cat loves catnip, but she just eats it, and she doesn't get weird afterwards. No, she's just like, she's yeah, just I'm like, gonna eat I'm this. I'm gonna eat this. This is good. Yeah. Yeah, so, Taylor Swift shows up as Bumblerino, I believe? Mm. Bombalarina. Arena. There we go. And sings the majority of uh, McCavity's song. I don't know if McCavity originally sings that in the musical or not. I, uh, I kind of stopped asking questions by that point. <laughs> uh, I, I she was also the, wearing shoes. I think she was the she only She was wearing cat. high heels. Yeah, the only I cat. Was, in, so in. this is just me. When that song started, you hear, like, McCavity. Like, you hear, the, like, McCavity, the angry cat. I don't know, mystery cat. Um, and I saw the heels, and I'm like, are they going to put Idris Elba in heels? Because I thought it was Idris Elba coming down on the thing. I'm like, oh, that would be amazing. Oh. 
I, I knew to expect Tyler Swift. That's in all the promotional It is in all the promotional materials. I just didn't connect those in the top of my head. Um, yeah, Taylor Swift shows up and sings about McCavity, who's a criminal. That's, that's the kind of cat he is. Um, which, again, probably works better in a poem and or on stage. Because um, whenever you look for him, McCavity is not fair. Like, that's that's very cat behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, either your cat disappears. They just go somewhere else when you're looking Do for them. Do something bad. Gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's a bad guy. But that she's is, a henchman. That is also the song where we got naked Idris Elba cat. Yeah. That one was just weird. Yeah, yeah I just turned to you and go, is he naked now? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah, weird, weird movie. Uh, well, Idris Elba also had, like, weird eyes. He had He's bright the only green one who eyes. had cat eyes. Yeah. Why was he the only one? I, I mean, know. like I said, I'm, I stopped asking questions <laughs> by this point. I was just going. Because it was fascinating. It was. It was. His eyes were fascinating. I dug it. And he would say things like, ineffable, and then disappear, as if that was to mean something to me. The the closest I can get of why that was so weird is because I think Idris Elba may have been the only cat whose fur matched kind of his skin tone that we're used to seeing him. Yeah, in I that... mean, Jennifer Hudson to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. She wasn't naked. She wasn't, yeah. She wasn't she, naked. she had on tops. Yeah. She had a, well, she had a the coat big, the big, yeah, and a, a shirt on mm-hmm. underneath. Yeah, she wasn't naked. Idris uh, Elba was naked. Yeah. And a cat? Well, a lot of them were naked. Like, Rebel Wilson's <laughs> one was naked. She was never naked. Until, She well, was wearing <laughs> extra fur. <laughs> underneath her regular fur. <laughs> that one was so disturbing, but for different reasons. Yes, different kind of thing. Well, you also don't see, like, McCavity take off his clothes. He's just wearing them, and then he's not. Which is weird. Isn't it weird when they take off their hats, and, like, their ears are there, and they put their hats on, and the ears, and the ears are still, through. like, there's no, like, transition of going through the holes in the hat to get the ears. I think that was ears. supposed to be that was the implication, but, uh... But it was not. <laughs> it's yeah. just, like... Uh... Yeah. Well, because you had Mr. Mister Mr. Mistopheles was wearing his hat a lot. Yeah, like, and he'd take off. it off, and his ears were there. His ears never moved (laughs) in that transition. It's not digital ear technology, Amy. Okay. It's digital fur technology. Did you notice, too? Okay, I had a big question for the choreographer for this film of if he also choreographed when the tails were going to move in dance numbers. That's a great question. The the visual artists. Like, who was um, in charge of tail? CGI'd it in, like, however they wanted. Because there were some good tail movements. We figured, like, in the the Jellicle Ball. Intentional. Yeah. use of, of tail and wind yeah. tail and none of that was actors that was all digital yeah because most actors don't have tails most actors yeah yeah um, yeah no, the, the tail the tail work was real good I, I I want to believe that the choreographer was involved in those decisions because I feel like that's choreography yeah that's choreography um, but I also don't know when the tails got added you know that might have been right before they finished working on the hands things we'll never know Okay. Cats with human hands. All right, we're almost done. We're almost yeah. done. Uh, memory. All alone in the moonlight. Yeah. Jennifer was, Hudson close-ups. She acted real hard. And then cutting real, real to hard. other people watching Jennifer Hudson, who were very clearly not in the same room as Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> 
All right, we need you to act like you're listening to Jennifer Hudson sing this song. It's very powerful. Very you're powerful. Moved. You're moved you are, emotionally. You are very moved. <laughs> and then come back yes. to Jennifer Hudson very we need, close up. We need more, Jennifer. We need we need just Dial a little up. bit. A little just, bit more. Little, just, uh, as the song goes on, you should be topping yourself with every next word. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Jennifer Hudson brought it. She's great. <laughs> she can sing. Yeah. And she can act. Yeah. That was one of the things that I, I, I noticed when I wrote this down, that the sound is being edited so weird that when she's belting, it's of the same volume mm-hmm. as the quiet moments, mm-hmm. which robs the song of any, like, velocity. Well, I think some of that was live. It may to have To get been. the, like, choking sounds yeah. of the crying. So I think some of that was... Well, it may, it may have been live sung, but then it got edited afterwards in such a way that it flattened everything out. I'm like, she's singing like the last verse and she is belting it. Like, she is bringing it. But the actual, like, decibel level in the room was the same. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was like, like, I feel like she should be louder right now than she is. Because she's the same loudness that she was a verse and a half ago. Um, so that that bothered me in the moment, um, but the sound editing was so bad all across the thing you couldn't yeah. understand. There's really nothing good to say about the film. Gus the theater cat and Skimble Shanks the railway cat disagree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were the glues. Something yeah, um, and so oh, we skipped Mr. Mistopheles. We skipped to memory. Oh, okay. Because we had Mr. Mistopheles had to bring. Judy Dench back because McCavity shows up and then steals Judy Dench old Deuteronomy when Deuteronomy won't make McCavity the jellical choice yeah. so he can go to cat heaven right right um, I learned recently and by recently I've been mean researching this movie the heavy side layer is actually a layer in our atmosphere oh <laughs> like that's the name for a particular band in the earth's atmosphere oh I don't know if that is intentional or like what etymology is going on there. Did the scientists name it after the song, or it is the song the named case. after the? <laughs> I don't know, but it was named by a scientist whose last name was Heaviside. So That's even weirder. <laughs> um, in case you didn't hear, uh, Silas, my brother-in-law, ex- explanation it was named after a scientist named Heaviside. So there's no deeper meaning. <laughs> But I I don't know, man. This just gets weirder the deeper we go. <laughs> so Mr. Mistopheles, the magic cat, who has clearly demonstrated magical powers throughout the entire musical, suddenly can't do enough magic. Did he? I mean, he did magic tricks. Like he pulled stage stuff out magic. of hats. Oh, that's hat true. He, did, he had like yeah. a Mary Poppins bag yeah. was his hat. Yeah, okay. he could pull yes. things out of it and things like yeah. that. Um and then again, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, independent of his performance, it's very much like, I'm magical. Um, he performed it in such a way, and I guess was directed to do so, in a way that like made it very doubting. And like, I like, I say I'm magical, but I don't really know if I am. Again, we're going to make sort of a commitment to a plot here, and uh-huh. like some character development, yes. and, and some struggles. Yeah, like what if I'm not magical? What if I've just been have... saying I'm magical the whole time? Um, but then, because of the plot of the movie, he explicitly has to be magical so we can get Judy Dench back. 
who has been stolen and then made to walk the plank before Mr. Mistopheles' The Magic Cat song starts. So she's on that plank for a good solid five minutes. She's vamping. She's, yeah. she's uh, yeah. We don't yeah. see any of it, but it's happening there. Yeah, she, yeah. She's, you know, chewing the scenery. Uh, um, but he does sing the song. I, I enjoyed Mistopheles' The Mystery Cat as I, a song. I was gone by then. As a I performance. Was... I don't know that it was good. I don't know that anything in this movie is good. But I enjoyed it. I could see what they were trying to do. The disconnect between the lyrics as written and what he was actually doing as an actor was interesting to me. This is what I didn't get in that song. Yeah. One one of the things. <laughs> uh, so when he finds his magic again, and uh-huh. like it's kind of the climax of the song, and all this magic is happening, but it is like the stage magic stuff magicified. So there's mm-hmm. lots of playing cards, and there are and lots roses. of ro- fake roses coming out of his <laughs> sleeves. So... And trombones. So he's magical, but the way to showcase it is a hyper version of the magic he was already doing. Magic, yeah. No, that doesn't make any sense. Like that's not that impressive. (laughs) I've seen Penn and Teller. Like (laughs) they might as well be magic to me. Yeah, I was. I was really bothered by. Again, trying to fit the structure of this song that already exists and has meaning in a certain way to this new, like, arc of, like, he's trying really hard um, to bring back his magic or to create magic for the first place. Um, Man, we had, like, three different choruses where, like, he tries, oh, no, it didn't work. Well, let's sing real hard and we'll sing it again. McCavity, the magic cat, da 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 da. And then he's gonna try it again, and it still didn't work. And like, oh, okay. Well, I guess the only option is to sing it again. McCavity, the magic. Like he was singing harder this time. Like there was like two or three of those. Like we're gonna try and sing it even harder. And and it narratively doesn't work with the story they were trying to tell because it was like one or two too many repetitions. Of that same beat, of that same emotional beat of trying, oh no, it didn't work. Oh wait, it did. She's just standing over there. Except we only got that at the very last one. But there were like two or three failures along the way that didn't change anything other than they sang more. You know, it's okay to not have a plot. Like if you're not going to have a plot, like it is fine to not have a plot. It's it's fine. Just go with that. It's like a different kind of thing. Not everyone's going to get it or enjoy it because yeah. it doesn't have a plot. That's okay. You know, that is what it is. Commit to it. You didn't have a plot. <laughs> you had a loosely connected concept musical. Which is fine. Yeah. You just yeah. go with that. It's like a dance recital mm-hmm. where everybody's dressed up as cats. So Sounds they're great. not connected to each other. It's themed. They all have the same costumes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Beautiful Ghosts Reprise. All of my complaints about that were the same as the previous complaints. Also, this is um, Francesca Hayward as Victoria did do some singing. And she was, like, good as a singer. Mm -hmm. But when they put her together with Jennifer Hudson, like, it just just not the same level. work. (laughs) Yeah. They did not have chemistry as vocalists. Yeah. Again, don't know if they're even on the same stage at the same right. time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, she didn't know what Jennifer Hudson was bringing to the table. <laughs> um, so yeah, we brought we brought back old Deuteronomy. 
all of the other Jellicle cats fought off the bad cats on the barge. Yeah. And that were still in the theater. And that were still in the theater. Um, And then Grizabella, Jennifer Hudson, was so sad that Judy Dench let her die. She got in the chandelier on the floor because you can't have a not a chandelier in Andrew Lloyd Webber yeah. um, thing. And then the chandelier flew through the ceiling. Because it was attached to a hot air balloon. Yep. Magic. Cat magic. When the moon comes out, the jellicle moon. You have to make the jellicle choice. And get in the chandelier. And then fly up to the heavy side layer. Yeah. All of which were taken a hundred percent literally. Like these were all things that could have been metaphorical, could have been, you know, theoretical. No, a hundred percent literal. Yep, that's what happened. And so as she's so flying go... off, um, oh, when they were fighting off the bad cats on the boat, Ian McKellen did a murder. Oh yeah, he did. He did murder. <laughs> well, I don't know that Growl Cat. Growl Tiger died when he got in the water. But the implication was that none of these cats could swim. Yeah. And so he got pushed into the water. Ian McKellen did a murder? Yeah, but it was a bad guy. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but it was, it was interesting. In the world of this film. <laughs> um, yeah, he did a murder. And then Grisabelle was flying on the hot air balloon chandelier. And McCavity jumps on it. Oh, yeah. And then he falls off. And then he falls off. <laughs> the end of oh, McCavity's have... oh, yeah, um, story. Yeah. Then like, we have it, our yeah. denouement. Then and... we have our denouement. The weirdest... That song. The weirdest part of the weirdest movie I've seen all year. They're singing. They're dancing. It's very triumphant. Everything's great. And they all go outside and sit on some statues that are not the right size if those are all real cats. <laughs> but by now we've gotten used to, there's no scale. There's no scale. There's no scale. And then old Deuteronomy, Dame Judy Dench herself, turns to the camera. And she's like, center of yeah. the frame, close up. And begins reciting. <laughs> the weirdest... <laughs> I mean, I guess they're in the original. <laughs> they are in the original. A dog. No, a, a cat, cat is, is not a dog. dog. Um, yeah, I I think the entire audience lost it at that moment. That's the, the moment where I really felt with Judy Dench in this film that either she was like, what the fuck did I get into? <laughs> or she's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know how you feel right now. <laughs> And I am milking it. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she sings. She not even sings. She declares this entire poem, T.S. Eliot poem about how to address a cat, and then the movie ends. Yep. <laughs> I don't know, Amy. I don't know. A cat is not a dog. A cat is not a dog. Dogs seem to exist in this movie because we we heard the dogs. Yeah. Uh, at the end in of the, the, the Rumble Teaser and Mungo Jerry song. Yeah. Yeah. That was cats. Um, 
We just described the plot of Cats, and I still don't think it makes any sense. No, well, you know, plots don't have to make sense. That's usually a sign no, of a bad they plot. they tried to make it make sense. Yeah, they tried. And they made it worse. They took everything they literally. They made it worse. Yeah. Now, I do want to watch the original Cats. Like, go get that video version. Yeah, I mean, from the clips that we've been watching on YouTube of Cats, it just mm-hmm. it's concept musical. And I think if you just take it as... As, like, a devised experimental piece. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, watching Shim- Skimble Shanks, yeah. like, they make the train out of some props. Mm-hmm. The actors become the train. Yeah. And, like, that's all, like, devised theater 101. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have a plot. Doesn't need one. And it's, um, this is, it, it does bother me. I do feel like Cats, the musical, is what people expect musicals to be. And they yes. get turned off. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want. Oh gosh. Still that scene and yeah. They don't understand like, that cats is an outlier on the far end of the bell curve. And really, anyone who knows theater doesn't like cats. Or, or certainly doesn't or they, think cats is the representative of the genre. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Or they like cats in like the way that you might like a bad movie. Yeah. For being like it's goofy um, and weird. Um, we have to mention one of our favorite jokes of the last year in the final season of. Uh, Kimmy Schmidt. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, which is a great show. Love it. Um, That's all I could think about driving home. Like, I just wanted you to rewatch those episodes. Yeah, in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, one of the main characters um, in an attempt to break into Broadway dresses up as a goofy cat in a homemade costume. Well, he goes to see cats. He goes to see cats. And he's like, this is ridiculous. Um, And does he make the costume there? How does I it, think he goes home and He goes makes home and makes it. a costume. For some reason I was picturing him like stealing things off of people, but I might be Maybe stretching. he did. It's... But he comes back with his homemade cat's costume. Um, and then just in the middle of the show, he walks up on stage and starts singing a song about him. Um, and then all of the other cats join in his song about him. <laughs> and it's very weird and unsettling when you're watching like what... what Nobody's mad about this. Nobody's doing it. And he goes backstage and he learns that actually this is how everyone joins the cast of Cats. <laughs> they bring in their homemade costume and they just get on stage in and the, the middle of, of the performance. And the cast the cast backs them up. And that's how you join Cats. And then he was on Cats. And then he was in Cats. He was a cast member of Cats. Um, and that's how Cats works. And to be fair, like when that joke happened, it was very funny. And it was funny because it's the sort of thing that, like, could make a musical like Cats. Yeah. Um, because it is so ridiculous. And there is no plot. And it is Cats introducing themselves for two hours. And then one of them dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they went the, the opposite direction with the movie. They went, how do we make this as literal and serious as possible? Um, which, to be fair, um, Tom Hooper also did with his other theatrical works um you know you look at um it's lame as lame the Jackman version yeah which is not a bad him. film but is very much like as literal as possible um are you directed the danish girl i never saw the danish girl i had no desire to not a musical not a musical um, the King's Speech. He's this, oh, he's, only, this. he's only directed two musicals, this and that. Well, that might be why yeah. it was filmed so badly. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know. 
It's fine. Les Mis is a serious story. Like, so Les you can serious. take a regular cinematographic approach to it. Yes. Because there's not a lot of dancing. You just do it straight. You're fine. Yeah. As long as you got good cast, you know, you don't need super heavy choreography. You can just film Anne Hathaway singing a song and it works. Actually, that really was the same shot. It's it a was very, the exact like, close same shot. Up. Okay, so he has one <laughs> one shot for filming a song. Yeah, no, that's what, that's what I was thinking of the whole time. I'm like, oh, this is the song from, this is the shot oh. from. Um, although, to be fair, at least in Les Mis, it was one continuous shot. We didn't have to cut away to other cats watching Anne Hathaway sing. In a different room. In a different room. At a different time. At a different time. Unknowing what's going on that they're reacting to. Um, yeah, I don't know if I got anything else in me. So many, so many cats. Um, cats got nominated I mean, for a Golden Globe? Probably. It's probably up for like best musical or comedy because... Because it's the Golden Globes. the Golden Globes. <laughs> uh, best original song, Beautiful Ghost by Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, okay. See, that's what they had the Oscar beat for yeah. that. Um, um, although apparently, I'm now looking, Variety reported on the 26th December 2019 that Universal has removed Cats from its four-year consideration webpage. The film is not available on the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences private streaming media platform for award contenders. That's just sad. Aww. I'm sad about That's, that. Uh, they just gave up. They gave up. Don't give up. Lean into it. They just want. What are the opposites of the Oscars? The Steves? The Razzies. The, the Razzies. This is going with the all the Razzies. Yeah, it is. Which is a little. Dis- I mean, the Razzies are kind of dumb anyway. They're not useful. Um, this is better than a Razzie, though. Because it's so. It's so bad. It's, it's so not perfectly it's so atrocious. Un, it's so unintentionally bad. Like it was so done in earnest. Mm-hmm. It um. was not boring. <laughs> That's something. Yeah, more people should go see this in the theater and 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 be in the theater. Of yeah, people let it to wash over you. It. Um. Yeah, such such a film. Um. Um, I'm not reading the Wikipedia page of like critical reactions and they were bad. Um, someone said there were moments of cats I would gladly pay to unsee. <laughs> I disagree. I think it is too perfectly bad. I'm is, so glad I saw it. It is, it is, yeah, it recommended to see because it is so bad in yeah. a fantastical funny yeah there's nothing else like it way that's that's worth something also who is the audience for this musical because i have no idea it was mostly children's films as as the oh yeah let's talk about the the, trailers there was a weird list of trailers in this movie (laughs) i think the cats is a pg film and pg means you automatically are like a children's yeah friendly there were such weird trailers in front of this like i was like watching the trailers trying to figure out who this movie was for right right so uh, like i i don't know who the audience yeah uh we got onward the, the movie new about pixar. new pixar which looks fine yeah um you know it's a couple of it's it's you know fantasy in a modern day setting some trolls or elves or something uh someone pointed out um which i noticed this is the second time we saw it after frozen mm-hmm 
that like it actually seems to have like interestingly designed female characters, which is kind of unusual for a Pixar movie. Uh, that is true. That is but true. like both the mom and the manticore, and there was one of the biker fairy pixies that we see mm-hmm. briefly, like are all like uniquely like interesting, and interesting designs and not are not, mom, generic not just mom. generic like for the Incredibles as a sort of mm-hmm. go-to example of like all the women kind of look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was fine. Uh, Peter Rabbit 2, which is a movie I don't need to exist. <laughs> yeah, and that's for very young children. Yeah. That, that's... Another um, James Corden playing an animal. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going, okay, I guess the first one... The first one made money. I guess this one's one. going to make money, And I too. have a question about, like, Rose Byrne's character. Like, her rabbit friends hate her new husband so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like maybe you should rethink that relationship rather yeah. than get married. I mean, if um, your friends hate your fiancé, that's something you should at least take into consideration. Yeah, yeah. Do... I've not seen Peter Rabbit 1, and the trailer for Peter Rabbit not. 2 made it unclear. Can she talk to the rabbits? I I don't know. Did, were they able to avoid... I mean, Peter Rabbit was in her wedding. I, I think that they can talk to the rabbits, but I don't know. I didn't... I didn't watch okay. the first one because it looked have. totally uninteresting <laughs> to me. And I mean, I, there are children's films that I do like oh, yeah. go to see, but that one just not, not did not look interesting. Uh, there's a Jesus movie. I wrote on Jesus movie at the start oh, of it. Oh, I was uh, Everyone's would say, oh, Walk to Remember did this better. Yeah. Um, which Walk was... to Remember wasn't like religious. Rock it to Remember a... was very popular in church youth groups. Though. Yeah, yeah, it was not explicitly Religious. Christian. Yeah, no, this was oh. I still believe. Yeah, with uh, Archie was the was that Archie? Yeah, that was Archie. Yeah. He didn't have red hair. Good on him. I'm happy for Archie. Yeah. I'm a pastor and I can't stand that movie. <laughs> I, I work for Jesus and it's a bad movie. Yeah, you heard it here first. Don't see the movie. Uh, yeah. Um, the thing I thought was funniest was that he apparently had 32 number one singles was a line about Archie's character. And I'm like, this was supposed to be based on a true story? Yeah, well, who's it based on? Who's it based on that has 31 or 32 number one singles? Obviously, that but was a made-up fact. time they were young 20s, yeah. early 20s. I didn't believe that at all. Um, I did notice that female love interest was in a wheelchair for at least a couple of scenes in that movie, um, which which pinged my ableism alarms. Because it starts off with him saying, like, stand up. You know, go ahead and stand up. And she's hesitant to do it. And I went, she's going to end up in a wheelchair. And they're going to say she's never going to walk again. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus is going to make her walk again. No, she has cancer. Oh, is that what it was? I'm pretty sure they said she had cancer. Was, she had, like, yeah. a very bad okay. diagnosis of cancer. Fine. So it, when you have the chemo, yeah, sometimes you got to be in a wheelchair. It pinged my alarms. but you, Oh, you think oh there right. were yeah. all kinds of alarms. One more yeah. movie about a dying cancer girl. Yeah. Like... Um, yeah, that was a movie that exists. But again, putting that trailer in front of Cats is one of the weirdest decisions. Because yeah, it's like, well, who's... What's the crossover here? What are we What are we going for? Church youth group? Yeah. Families? I would love to have seen this movie in a church youth group. As as a as a young high schooler, cats the movie. You mean not? I still yes, believe. no cats. Yeah, cats. cats. Yeah, no. This would have been so my shit when I was in high school. It still is. It still is. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we got uh, respect, 
Jennifer really Hudson, really Aretha quick, Franklin. Really quick trailer. Yeah. That's Which seems fine. Cool. I mean, it's going to be, was, it's going to be, cats. it's going to be like every other biopic ever. But Jennifer Hudson can sing. That's nice. She can act. She can act. Uh, Call of the Wolf for your dog fans. No, Call, Call of the, the Wild. Wild. I wrote Wild at Autocorrected Wolf. Yeah. Call of the Wild for your CGI oh, dog fans. Why? <laughs> I understand probably the doggy can't do all the stunts. But, but it's such a goofy looking CGI dog. Why? It looks as realistic as the cats and cats. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Get a real dog. Get a real dog. Get I a mean, team of ten real dogs that all do one trick. <laughs> And heck, supplement it with CGI would be fine. Like, yeah, you can, like you if can, you need to like go over the waterfall yeah. with, with a CGI dog. You can make it work. But also, dogs emote so much already with mm-hmm. their faces. You don't need the CGI to help them emote <laughs> with their faces. Yeah. And then we have um, the exact same movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's basically the exact same movie as Call of the Wilds. Yeah, basically. <laughs> You know, there's an animated creature, and they go on a road trip together. They have an adventure. <laughs> uh, With a completely reanimated Sonic. Yeah, we got the new Sonic. Because um, the first one was does, too scary looking. Who does look less scary. Yeah. Which is great. Um, again, this road movie where Jim Carrey is in a different movie than everybody else in that movie. It looked like old school Jim Carrey. Yeah, which I I was craving. Like, yeah, we I, haven't seen I old like, school Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey in a being long time. Goofy. Yeah. Um, that looked like the best part of that movie. Yeah. Uh, the worst part of that movie looked like everything else. Mm-hmm. The freaking! I had the moment of realization when I realized the background song during the trailer was the Ramones. I, I don't remember I which song it was. I didn't pick up on this. It was Blitzkrieg Bop. Thank you, Silas. Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones was playing in the background of that trailer. Which, like, I realize most of the Ramones are dead. Because the punk life is hard. But, like, such a tonal dissonance between 80s hard punk well that's you when you know it's been mainstreamed is when it comes into children's literature movies tv like the that huggies diaper commercial that's done in like a hip-hop yeah and you're like okay okay culture's over yeah cancel it Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah sonic um i would watch it just for jim carrey i would like a supercut of sonic that's just jim carrey yeah nothing else um, That's okay. He's in a different movie. He's in a different movie than, than the, the rest of the movie. So, yeah. and then again, you know, a, a sort of connection to, to cats. Like each one of these individually sort of matches cats, but together <laughs> they all fall apart. Yeah, which is cats the yeah. movie. Uh, which is cats the movie? Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Uh, in the Heights, right? I'm excited for In the Heights, right? So you got your musical theater buffs who are super excited yeah. about this. No, it's, it's kind of Lin-Manuel's Miranda's best work. Yeah, it's better than um, Hamilton. Yeah, it's I better than it. Hamilton. I said it. And if you're in the know in theater, you know. You know. You, you know. know that. Um, um, I don't know who they have playing Usnavi, but he looks like he's doing a good job. Yeah. Like, everyone looks really good. Yeah. Um, looks like they're, they're staying true to the show. The music sounded mm-hmm. good. I'm excited. So that's exciting. Yeah. 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 Uh, followed with 
Trolls 2 World Tour. <laughs> Again, didn't see the first Trolls in much the same way I didn't see the first Peter Rabbit. But I have so many questions about the universe of this movie. Yep. But it was also doing this, like, post-colonial... I'm, it wasn't doing post... I was giving it a post-colonial read. it post-colonial, read. yeah. White privilege or bias discovery of the different types of music that exist in the world. Yeah, rock music is evil. Which... As established in this trailer. I guess the Trolls music is electronica pop? I guess. But rock music is done by white rockers, so there's yeah, no like history. <laughs> right, there's no history of that. I mean, I don't know. What do trolls stand for? <laughs> well, we got who, the smooth jazz troll. Who are they a metaphor? And we got for? the hip hop troll, Tiny Diamond. Uh huh. Who seems to be teaming up with the 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 electronic pop well trolls. I think all of the trolls of the different types of music that aren't what the regular trolls are used to listening to team up against the rock okay including trolls. The, the trolls from trolls one yeah so I so my my guess is um the trolls from trolls one are the pop music trolls I mean they have that fun Justin Timberlake song out yeah, of the first movie. They did. Like, but like you have Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick who like if we're taking them out of the context of trolls movies and putting it into the context of music, like very much fit into that space. Like Anna Kendrick to a lesser extent, but if Anna Kendrick was gonna put out an album, it would be in the same vein as a Taylor Swift or Justin Timberlake. I uh, yeah. So So uh, I think I think normal trolls are top forty pop music. Then you also have like reggae trolls and rap hip hop trolls and smooth jazz trolls. That we didn't know about before. No, we no. discovered all of these. And of yes. course, hard rock trolls. Who are doing a very 80s hair metal hard yes. rock. Yes, yes. The whitest of all the rocks. Yes. Well, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne is one of the yes. voices. I didn't of, know that. But that's, well, there was like, the, the giant you know, list like a like three column names. list of famous people yeah. voicing. Well, in the same way that the trailer after that, which was Dr. Doolittle, you were getting more popcorn. Oh, so I missed it. You didn't miss anything. But that was, I noticed the same connection of like, oh, these are both full of giant casts of people who came in for one day in the studio, recorded which those six lines. Which is how cats happened. They came in for one day in the studio. They put on a bodysuit. But not a motion capture suit, because we're going to do something different. Digital fur technology. Well, because mocap is expensive and time-consuming and requires talent. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You got to put dots on your what, face. They, made, they invented something. We don't know what they did. I know what they did. They forgot to animate the hands. They, they ran out of time. <laughs> They pushed it through too Which fast. is not the fault of the animators. No, that's the studio. It's the studio. They had to get it out opposite Star Wars. But now they should keep it that way forever and ever and ever. Because it's perfect. It is. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't release it, I'm going to have to go buy a bootleg copy called Cat's Human Hands Edition. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, there's a movie called Cat's with Hands. Okay. Totally different movie. I There's a movie with cats before. with hands. Oh, okay. There is a movie called Ooh. Cats with Hands, but different movie. Different movie. Totally different. Not movie. this cats with hands. 
Like, would they have had pause if they had enough time to animate it, or would it have still been hands? Well, we saw fully animated cat hands, and yeah, they were hands. We they saw fingers. them fully animated, but is that what they meant? Did they run out of time there, too, where they were going to, like, splice the hands together? Now I'm trying to, to think about the things pause. that cats manipulated in the course of the movie. Like, they were like, okay, we just have time to make to paint these white and put little gray <laughs> spots. Okay. We can't do a full paw. Yeah. We're just going to make it. Well, I'm, I'm imagine I'm thinking of the the uh, Judy Dench and her sexy cat basket where she was a sexy cat and she had her paws over the edge of it. Like that could have been easily paused. Like she was, right. she was performing paws. They also had human feet. Um they yeah. were painted over. Yeah, they did have human feet or if they weren't wearing shoes cuz You saw toes. Yeah. Um But yeah. It could have been paws all along. Was the original? They intention. they used the words paws to refer to their extremities more than once. Um, Mr. Mephistopheles said cross paws, um, which was in the trailers and didn't make any more sense in the movie than it did in the trailers. Like maybe they should have just animated cats. Like like they're just gone full for a full. I think that would have been great. And then have a voice cast. It would have been when I say that it would have been good. This was great. This was great. <laughs> Just keep it. This, this was perfect. Yeah. I don't think I have anything to say. Nope. Uh, losing a monumental amount of money. Yeah. That movie is. Gonna lose $70 million or more. Um, go see Cats. <laughs> go see it in the in theater. In the theater. Do it. Take five of your closest friends and sit in farthest away you can from each other because there'll be no one else there. Yeah, you're not going to cringe. You might cringe once or twice. Yeah. Mostly. I've seen nothing else like it ever. Yeah. It will open your mind. Put it in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. What is possible? <laughs> A new genre of filmmaking. <laughs> right, say goodnight, Amy. I just... Okay. Good night. You, you don't have to say goodnight if you have no, something else. No, I just... No, I'm just so exhausted. Okay. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> All right. All right. Good, good night, Amy.